Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the. Sorry, I sniffed directly into the microphone as you started. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. My name is Peter. And my name is Ashton. We are all feeling a little down in the, the dumpums today, not as in emotionally, but sort of physically fatigued. Yeah. The only common trend between all of us is that we shot two episodes of Main Menu yesterday <laughs> yeah. and we had to sample the food afterwards. Yeah. Is there a correlation? Yes. The science doesn't so. lie. No. Uh, statistically. I swallowed the food, so I think I'm... Did you did you swallow it? Well, let's not even go. That's yeah. Not we don't want to talk about what we made, but I yeah, I spat I out it. one. Yeah, I spat out one, and I consumed some of the other. Yeah, but you you spat it out, so I guess maybe you're. Yeah, what's going anyone, on with you, you're Austin? Like, oh yeah, you're fine. Uh, well, we've the clearly thing poisoned is, ourselves. I I spat out one, and then the other one I took. A, a real serious mouthful of, and I, then therefore I had to spit that one out as well. But I don't want people thinking that there's an episode coming up where I just like chicken out and spit both no. of them out. The reason I spat it is because I maintained your, I your went pride, ham, as it were. No pork products included. No. But I, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, there we are. That's a yeah. that's a little, a little hint of things preview. to come. Mm. Main menu is in the bag. We have two episodes. One hopefully going out at the end of this month. One hopefully going out. On Halloween as well. Mm. A return to the kitchen. Very, very exciting. But this is our video game podcast. Oh, by the way, if you're not familiar with what main menu is, because yeah. we haven't oh, actually yeah. done it's it been for like a while. Two years. <laughs> it's a video game cooking show. We did it pre-pandemic. We did it PA, pre-Ashton. Mm. Um, and this was Ashton's first exposure to it. It's where we recreate video game food stuffs that feature in video games, and we always really, do really it. Well. Really, really well. Perfectly. Yeah. Absolutely to the letter. Follow all the in ingredients and instructions and it goes great. It comes together pootifully. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Uh, anyway, back to the video game podcast. We are sponsored each and every episode by a very real video game adjacent sponsor. I believe Peter Austin has the ad read for this week. Yeah. Uh, I'll just pick up my ad read here off the table. Yep. 
Wow, it looks a lot like your running order. Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. It's like mine. Mm -hmm. okay. Picture it. You're in a park in mm -hmm. the northeast. It's dark. It's the witching hour. Oh. Mm. I was enjoying the park. Film might be in danger. You smell the faint aroma of... What is that? Garlic? Oh, no. Oh. Jugson? You hear the sounds of mad stunts. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. And a pedobite. You look at your watch. 12 o'clock. In oh, the distance, I'm you in hear... Danger. Extra 50. Extra 50. That'll be 50p. Then you realize there's more than one of them. Oh, there are many. Oh, no. They're all coming at you on their mad pedal bikes. Jugson's. Jugson's. Coming soon from Marvel... Midnight Suns. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no. A new oh, survival so horror good. game from, from, uh, yeah. from Marvel. From Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. The development studio Marvel. Yeah. Mm. And uh, Midnight Suns. Brand new Marvel villain. The Jugsons. The, the Jugsons. Jugsons. Yeah. Uh, Keeping up with the Jugsons. Mm. God. With the Jugsons. When's it out? Uh, already. It's out now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Is it actually secretly a card game? No, it's not, because otherwise, otherwise we wouldn't allow it to sponsor our podcast. Um, very, very a little bit devastated that Midnight Suns has actually got card game elements in it. And that's mm -hmm. Not Midnight not Midnight Suns, though. No, no. There go. It's not real, by the way. Oh, thank goodness for Sounds that. Sounds more interesting than actual Midnight Suns, Whoa. though. Whoa. Oh, There's a hot take for you. Have that. Mm -hmm. There's a hot take. I hope it's good, though. Midnight Suns. Yeah. Not your one, though, because that's not real. No, of course, we are sponsored by our very real patron. Sorry, I just had a fudge. Hmm. I'm not used to having a fudge this this early in the morning. Right. I didn't want everyone to have rumbly tummies, so I had a chocolate bar and so did Ben. Ashton brought me a fudge. Thank I you, I said, Ashton. have a chocolate bar, you're going to have a rumbly tummy. I had a Belvita breakfast biscuit this morning. Did you? Yeah. That's good. Mm. When I say A, I mean there's four little ones in a pack, so I had four. You crazy <laughs> gremlin. At which point... Are they little biscuits or do they combine to become big, big, a big, big, big biscuit? I don't know. I mean, it's all one serving. They're in a little plastic wrapper. Um, I, I don't mean I, I had four times four because that would right. be 16 Belvedere <laughs> breakfast biscuits. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you had a hunger on this Maybe. Morning. Maybe. I have no idea. No, we're sponsored by our wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump, where for as little as $1 at the $1 tier, you get to submit questions to this podcast. We have lots of other tiers available, though, with lots of other rewards, and we are actively going to be changing up the tiers and the rewards very soon, hopefully for the beginning of next month. Mm. So make sure if you are already a patron that you pay attention to any uh, notices that go out. It's not anything spooky or scary. I believe our plan is to maintain the $1 tier. I don't appreciate, it be, appreciate being shadowed. <laughs> No, Ashton's just copying my my hand gestures. I like them. They make me. They. I'm I like emphasizing I like emphasizing my point. I just uh, like them. Yeah. One dollar though, you get to submit questions. That's not going anywhere. I don't believe. No. And in terms of keeping up with uh, the, the changes, the Jugsons, uh, we <laughs> probably will put out an actual video. Just yeah. Actually, outline rather than like you having to keep an eye on social media posts. Well, I, I imagine we'll put a video out yes. with the new. But if you don't already support us, go check it out. Yep. Patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. But there's one other thing we need to talk about before we get into the first question, Peter. It's called triple jump. <laughs> Hello, everyone. 
everyone, as well as our extremely real and totally not fictitious in any way sponsor, we're officially partnered with PlayStation, Xbox and Nintendo to sell their codes through our own website, triplejump.gg. Here you can get everything from topping up your digital wallets to PlayStation Plus, Xbox Live Gold, Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions as well as Minecraft mine coins. <laughs> mine coins? They'll be your coins any minute. <laughs> nice one, please. Oh, thanks very much. It's 100% legitimate, directly supports us and provides you with the delightful digital currencies you're going to buy anyway. Visit triplejump.gg to browse our full stock. Triplejump.gg. This is a real sponsor. Question one is from Tommy the Wank Engine. You can't say that. Well, I just did, so it's too late. Okay. My roommate, Ellen, keeps trying to ID the ferns in The Last of Us 2. She thinks if everyone calmed down for a second, it would be a great game for botanists to enjoy. <laughs> uh, what little graphical detail in video games blew you away? I love the visual of Ellie. Stabbing a dog in Ellen. the neck. No, Ellen. Ellie. Stabbing a dog in the neck with a glass bottle and mm -hmm. then going, Ooh, oh, was it? And then all these AI and NPCs like, oh no, my, the dog who's oh. got a name. Oh, Jeffrey Fido. the dog. No. And it's like, oh, that's a lovely firm. Mm. That's nice. What is it? Uh, I love, I have this. So Tommy the Wank Engine's mentioned Ellen a couple times. And I don't know if it's just like in tweets or in uh, podcast questions. But I have this real image of Ellen as like this, this like really nice person that just wants to look at plants all day. Is, yeah. Does Ellen is Ellen aware that she? Yeah, is Ellen, that I, they exist in in our yeah. podcast world. Ellen's one of my favorite, just like distant characters. <laughs> People that you've never, no, I've never you know met. Almost you don't know Ellen. Yeah, <laughs> just think she just sounds cool. Okay. Yeah, I like well, she's got good vibes. I'm just hear the, more from the vibes Ellen. Yeah, Tommy, anyway. can you update Ellen, please? Yeah, yeah. me. Um. So I've got a couple here. Uh, this is a game that I've not actually played, but I'm aware of this as a detail because I covered it in a list once a long time ago. <laughs> and I think it's mad that it even exists. In Metal Gear Solid 2, there is yeah. a single asset that is only used once throughout the entire game, and it's almost impossible to even find or... It's not impossible to find, but you would just never actually encounter it in a normal run. But you enter a room at one point and there's a bar in the corner. Mm. If you go behind the bar, you'll then see an ice bucket for like some champers or whatever. And Sorry, some what? Champers. 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 And if you shoot the ice bucket, it will fall over and ice will fall out of it. And then if you stand there and watch the ice for several minutes no the melt. cubes will just gradually get smaller and smaller and melt into nothing which is just ridiculous that that was even that anyone put time into coding that i think that's insane hideo code jima yes uh Honestly, we could just talk about all of the crazy things he's yeah. put in his games. Yeah. There's so, even from MGS2, there's the seagulls that poo, and you can slip mm. over on the seagull poo. Yeah. Uh, there's so many like bonkers in stuff. The, yes. There's a button to make your horse poo in Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, true. That's another important true. one. Um, um, he, he's he's a madman. He's brilliant. He's but crazy. a madman. He is, for sure. Talking of horses, another graphical detail that in some ways blew me away, but also I thought was absolutely ridiculous, was the shrinking bollocks in mm -hmm. uh, Red, Dead 2. Red Dead 2. That's just mad that that was ever included. That was someone's whole job for like a month. Yeah. yeah. They had to actually look at real videos of horses being brought into different temperatures. And 
Oh, fantastic. Um, ants <laughs> in Skyrim. Did you know there are ants in Skyrim? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in a list we did Yeah, once. I'm aware of it from the list. I didn't know that ants were in Skyrim until about six months ago. And I've not play- even played Skyrim within the last six months. But if you go to certain places and look on logs or just on the path, there are tiny little rows of ants just making their way to or from a, an anthill or something. Good. And you just don't see them unless mm. you're actually... I think someone has to tell you that they're there before you even look for them and find them. Like, yeah. There's no way you're going to spot them. I played um, the PS3 version of Skyrim. Yeah. So for me, it was all just one... They they created like the nav mesh for the world mm. and then they just put one giant JPEG and ants. just stretched it across the whole thing. Yeah. So ants... They definitely weren't in the PS3 version. Mm. And if they were, there's no way I could see them. Because yeah. it was just one long world texture from I beginning to end. I think they're more, um, they're, they're more of a PC thing. You have to have your graphics reasonably high to see the yeah. ads. Um, and I've got one last one, which doesn't really count. But um, did you know, and this is something that I did discover myself, uh, in Dishonored, in the opening level, um, there's a moment where the guy is having his portrait painted. Um, he's standing and posing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that portrait later appears throughout the game. Um, and in the background of that, there's a table. And you can remove the jug from yeah. the table. And if you do that, then the portrait texture changes in the game. That's yeah, clever. That's without fun. the jug there. I like um, that. Which is just a fun little... And that's also one of Jug's sons. Yes, it is. Yeah. yeah. That's a Jug's son right there. So those are some of mine. Incredible. Ashton. Incredible. 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 The results have been incredible. Incredible. I love the like post-apocalyptic cities in games. Like I love Last of Us and Last of Us 2 and Horizon Zero Dawn. I just love like these big, old, decrepit like tower blocks that have fallen down. Mm-hmm. But obviously that's not a little thing. That's quite a big piece. Yeah. But I like the fact that like you can always find little bits of like law or like little just tidbits about the people that used to be here um especially the last of us 2 has got quite and un- un- last of us has got quite nice little bits we just go into a, a random house and you've got like remnants of someone that used to live here like you can play darts in someone's house because they used to play darts in their house that kind of thing um which i love um and i was thinking about uh half-life alex because half-life alex obviously is a vr game so a lot of it is like your as immersed in it as you possibly could be. Um, And there's so many little just moments where you just like, or again in a post-apocalyptic city, but it's so, I just love them. They're so fun. Great place to be. I just think I like the the idea of like a civilization that's gradually kind of come to an end (laughs) and what happens afterwards. But yeah, there's- suffering. Yeah. But there's things that you can write on whiteboards with whiteboard pens in Half-Life Alex that you can just write. Someone taught a whole maths lesson in Half-Life Alex using the VR to like do the maths and stuff on a window. Just like in You Can Forever. (gasps) Yeah, but all people do is draw willies. That's all they do. Mm, No. Um, And you can write on whiteboards and there'll be like things on whiteboards that someone's written. Not obviously other players, but like, past people have written on whiteboards and stuff mm-hmm. and i just really like that little moment cool, i like yeah. finding things that are just really subtle that you could just really easily but miss bring it to life but bring it to life way, and yeah. make you think that people ha- have actually been here before mm. back to life to reality thank you guys that's okay I was a really low effort wasn't uh, it? yeah no one no one <laughs> had the energy there no. uh, i have one specific one. Mm-hmm. One. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. I was trying to think, what's a, what's a word? Example. Example. Thank you. Got any more? Thes- uh, Captain Thesaurus is his. 
Um, the SRI, I believe. Dinosaur. I've got... Di- <laughs> just mutters the word dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaur. <laughs> Why? Can you explain that? Because it I sounds like dinosaur. <laughs> Sounds like a dinosaur, right? Is that yeah, it? Yeah, and I just thought the sauri might be the plural of a thesaurus dinosaur. Mm. I'm sorry, I just kind kind of thought it in my head. I didn't realize I said it. Just, just it fell out of your mouth, didn't it? <laughs> just fell out. Um, yeah, I've got Resistance: Fall of Man launch title for the PlayStation Three, yeah. of which I was a big fan. Mm-hmm. And I remember, and I've definitely talked about this before. The windows in that game, when yeah. you shoot them, they splinter in a I suppose the correct term would be a procedural way. Right. Mm-hmm. So they don't they don't shatter the same way every time. And if you shoot them, like different bits will fragment and fall out. And I remember being so absolutely blown away by that that I showed it to my mum and she was not as impressed as I was. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, you need to come and see this. Mum, mm-hmm. get look, the camera. Mum, quickly. look at this. If I shoot the window in the top corner, look, a little bit of glass fell out and look how it's like splintered and shattered. And if I shoot a bit more, a little bit more will fall out. That is groundbreaking stuff. It's absolutely blew my mind in 2007. She's like, Ben, you can do yeah. that in real life. Ben, shoot our window. You need window to study for your GCSEs, Ben. Yeah. You, you've got to stop wasting time. You're not going to get a real job, and uh, you're going to be video boring. games aren't a real career. Video, there are, there's no career in video you games. You're going to be carrying a calculator fact, in your pocket when you grow up. This, yes, exactly. Yes, I will, despite the fact that you're yes, reading what? a video game magazine every month, there are no jobs in video games. So no, she wasn't like that. She was very encouraging, but even so, she did want me to study for my exams, yeah. and she wasn't interested in Windows. No. But that was one. That was one that I remember specifically being absolutely blown away by. Graphics aren't going to get any better than that. Mm-hmm. There's no way. No way. True. That's the peak. Do you have another one, Ben? No, I don't actually. Yeah. Let's move on to a section we've never done before. It's called the longest section ever because Ben's played every game ever made. Oh it's what God. we play in. <laughs> It's what we play in time. Time to talk about what we play play in. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing a game this week. I've kind of made myself slightly unwell with the amount I've played this game. Okay. That's why you're not very well. Yeah, it it actually is. I went to bed last night. Just the only reason I stopped and went to bed is because I had a headache from (laughs) playing the game. Um, And I woke up this morning with just sort of the tail end of the headache still kind of there. Um... I uh, was fortunate enough to get a big old discount on Orcs Must Die 3. Oh, oh I did too. I've damaged it as well, but I haven't played it yet. Oh, haven't you? Mm. I mean, I don't want to big it up. I mean, it's partly because I'm a huge fan of the series. So yeah. I'm not saying that it's going to be a, the best, your game of the year 2021. <laughs> but uh, I'm a huge fan of the, the first two games. I played them. I think through uni, really, they were one of those things that, you know, probably nearly cost me my degree. Yeah. Um, And I have managed to have three sessions of the game, three evenings since I bought it. And I have clocked in 17 hours of the game. That's a a lot of orcs there. It really is. They must Um, die. One of them was on Saturday night. So I did stay up like very late playing it. And then the other two were on school nights. So (gasps) very naughty. Yeah, it is really bad. How is it though? Is it living up to your expectations? I know you've been waiting a long time for this. It is, yeah. Ashton, can you stop attacking the table, please? (laughs) Biff, you okay? Have you funnied it? That's hilarious. (laughs) 
That's why they call it I, the funny band. I mean, band. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty funny. Um, I sorry, what did you just ask me? Is it living up to? <laughs> is it living up to the expectations? Sorry. Ashton, can you stop hitting the table, sorry, please? No, no, no. It is. Yeah. Uh, at first, for the first three uh, levels, I was like enjoying it very much, but I was like, why do? Why did I love the first two games like so much? I'm like, this is really good, but like, it's just, it's just really good. And then I realized it's because I'd not unlocked the barricade yet. So. Uh, for those who don't know, Orcs Must Die, I've talked about it before on the podcast, but I will say, is a tower defense franchise of games um, where you place a load of traps in a corridor and then a lot of um, kind of comically designed orcs and trolls and things will come at you. They've all got different traits and abilities and things like that. Um, but also while they're coming down the corridor and activating your traps, it's not just like, you know, uh, some tower defense games are top down. Um you are a third-person character with weapons as well and spells and stuff. So you, Is it you kind of like Dungeon Defenders? Uh, yes, it is, actually. I've yeah. played Dungeon Defenders. That has more of an emphasis on combat over traps, I think, I okay. would say. But this is more probably more traps over combat to an extent. Um, but uh, one of the uh, traps you unlock in, in all of the games fairly early on is just a barricade. So it takes up a tile that they can't step on. And that allows you to start like mazing them through stuff and making really narrow choke points. And there's a lot of um, like dopamine activation, visual stuff going on in that game where if you get like, if you kill an enemy with three different types of attack, like you freeze them and then you shoot them and then a trap goes down on them. Mm. It'll say like, times three as they die. Uh, not out loud. Does it, does it say it like no, it Times three. Times and three. And you can get up to like times six, seven, eight sometimes if you're really like throwing stuff at them. And it's so satisfying just to see like loads of things popping up all over the screen. And uh, they've added a load, of new, a load of new enemies, really interesting new traps. Um, and uh, so yeah, I've got three levels left of the campaign. Then there's DLC that is free um, that I've got to play through. And then they've got like a, an endless mode and some other mode as well that I've not even tried yet called uh, Scramble. I don't even know what it is. Um, Scramble. So uh, there's a lot still for me to play. Nothing and that's coming from my brand. Yeah, Scramble oh, Ash. Yeah. I was like, yes, my and, brand. Uh, and also it now makes me just want to go back and play the first two because I've not played them in a while. Oh, we'll um, never see you We again. will never see, never see me again. again. If it's an endless mode. Yeah. Never. No. You need to do a retrospective. You need to do a video about what yeah. makes orcs must die. Why I have killed all the killing all the orcs. Killing, killing every three. orc in Orcs Must Die One to Three. In the at least in the second game, maybe the first as well. I don't think they've got it in the third, obviously. Uh but on the front menu, it just has your overall kill count of all the orcs you've killed. And I'm pretty sure in Orcs Must Die Two, I've killed like eighteen thousand oh enemies. Oh my god. Oh my god. Uh, which Good. is a just lot of call fun. Them genocide Austin. Yeah. yeah. So I'm loving it. And visually, it's it's just very nice as well. As I say, the enemies are all very comical and it's quite kind of, um, you know, a bit like, are you aware of the game Overlord? It was yeah. an Xbox uh, exclusive, but it's that kind of, I think it was exclusive. I think it was on PS3 as well. Maybe it was oh, just I the sequel. Know. Overlord Maybe 2 yeah. was certainly on PS3. But it's that kind of thing where it's like, it's sort of, it's like Fable or something, you know, mm. it's all quite stylized and colorful. So, yeah. Very, very fun. And that's all I've played. Well, don't tie yourself out. I'll try not to. We need you, we need you here on yeah. top form. We need top you on your top form, yeah. But the the realm needs me on top form, Ben. The realm can, can wait. wait until after you've eaten your vegetables, Peter yeah. Austin, okay. and don't you your need to make sure you get biscuits. your eight hours of sleep before you have your Bell Vita breakfast right. biscuit. Yeah. Um, like Peter, I've only played one game this week, and I've played maybe not 17 hours worth. Mm -hmm. Well, mm. well, well, well. Dunno. 
I've played it pretty much all day Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Mm. Uh, so I've played. I restarted and been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Oh, because with the PS5 the PS5 patch. patch mm. Because I already had it, um, a copy of it. I think it was PS Plus a couple months ago. It's certainly on the PlayStation Collection, maybe. Yeah, the maybe, PS Plus Collection yes, on PS5. Possibly, yeah. Because um, so we played that the PS5 patch, and oh, I just love that game. It's so good. It's probably one. It's probably the first game I played through on the PlayStation Four. Um, when I got it, because I we only got the PlayStation 4 kind of the end of the, when the PlayStation 4 was at its peak. Mm. Um, and I love that game. Aloy is such a good character. Um, the world is just so pretty. And every time I get into a new area, I'm like, oh, I forgot this area is so nice. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm really enjoying it. And I love the story and I'm excited to kind of carry on and explore mm. a bit more. Um, I've already made it to sort of like, I've made it to Meridian if mm -hmm. that means something to you people at home um and i've just yeah i fully recommend going back and playing it before the second one comes out and if you get time it's yeah. just so good oh, man i love it i intend to before the uh was it february next year Fe yeah yeah um, i will definitely year. give it a replay i've got a lot of things a lot of things to play now yeah though and also the next few months are going to be absolutely silly bonkers. Yeah. Shocker. So I thought Block. I'd play it now because one, I won't have a PS5 once I officially move all the way, all of my oh, stuff yeah. here. And also... Did we say you got a flat? Oh yeah, I got a flat, guys. Got a flat. I moved in literally last night. Um, I haven't got any of my stuff there. I literally bought clothes, bedding and towels so that I could sustain myself for a couple nights and then i'm going to gradually bring things up over the next couple of weeks um but yeah once i move fully i won't have playstation 5 so i want to get it all played over the weekends when i'm home mm -hmm. um whilst also packing to move but mainly horizon zero horizon, dawn, pretty yeah, much um and it just looks great with the ps5 patch it's still a little bit glitchy because it's running at 60 fps when it wasn't before um, so occasionally, like in cutscenes, Aloy will just go, <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and she was like, jump up and down, or like there'll be glitches sometimes. It's like mainly in the cutscenes, um, but the gameplay does look pretty stunning. I can't really tell the difference between 60 FPS and 30 FPS, but my boyfriend's like, oh, doesn't that look so good at 60 FPS? I'm like, yeah, it looks you do so often need it side good. by side to really yeah. like the jump from 1080 to 4K yeah. is not something that you can appreciate like to the naked no, eye with but he's, no but he was like oh I can't play Horizon Zero Dawn now because it's only on 30 FPS I need to play for PS5 patch and then I was playing it and he's like oh man it looks so good 60 FPS and I'm like yeah it looks great still waiting for that Bloodborne patch uh, Sony whenever you're ready uh, yeah Sony because I streamed the DLC for Bloodborne mm -hmm. a couple of months ago and playing that on my PS5 having you know that that's the difference maker that's when you can tell when something is lower frames yeah yeah is you go back to a game that's 30 frames when you're used to 60 and yeah it's like, oh this doesn't look bad but it's noticeably worse mm. than uh we're spoiled we're spoiled rotten we are we often get asked what's the big difference maker why should i get next gen it's for the frames because once you get it it's you for can't the frames go back per second you can't go back you can't go back I had uh, Borderlands 2 on PS3, mm -hmm. which was cross-saved to the Handsome Collection on PS4. Yeah. And going back and booting up the PS3 version and just playing it for a little bit, it's like, how did we like, ever put up yeah. with this? It's broken? It's horrible. Yeah. Like, you know, this, this is, is half so of the terrible. Game. <laughs> Can't believe we ever put up with this nonsense. The windows don't even splinter properly. It's <laughs> terrible. Um, 
That's good. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I am having a picnic game. What have you been playing? Well, I didn't form any words then. I was like, Was that just I a noise? I said, Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like, I understood all of it though. I got it. It's only now that you've sort of no made me go back words. and think about it that, yeah, that was just Impressive. sounds, I think. I realize the people listening, they're like, Ashton just like, Thanks, Ashton. That's okay. What have you been playing, Ben? I suffered a custard related injury, um, which nearly cost me my gaming career for this past few days. I was washing up a custard can, right? And don't laugh. Don't smile. I'm not laughing. And I cut my thumb open on the can. <gasps> you got can a custard. It was really sore. It's, it's oh, mostly healed there. The it was there. There, there was a little, you see there's a little line? Yeah. Yeah, I cut my thumb open and it was bleeding. What? what? What's up? Just saying, everyone everyone at home is absolutely bereft of ribs of the joke that I just did. And <laughs> what, custard? Let's rewind. Oh, you got a custard. Told, told you. Okay, that was, that, was actually, a, yeah. that was actually pretty good. Sorry. Mm. I thought you were just really disappointed that I injured myself. It's not my fault. It's the custard. I liked your joke, but I also wanted to make sure that my friend and colleague, Ben Potter, was all right, you know? I didn't. So you heard my joke and didn't laugh. Yeah, well, I was saying? concerned about the health of my friend and right. colleague, Ben Potter. Okay. So. I'm okay now, though. Yeah. I've made a full recovery. That's didn't good. stop me from playing video games. I'm going, ow, ow. <laughs> Ow. And boy, have I played a lot of video games. Yeah. So I gave Splitgate a go. That one that we saw had the season zero update right. at Gamescom, which doesn't make any Was sense. It good? Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. All right. It's, yeah. it's, it's okay. It's okay. Well, I ain't spending any time on it. I ain't spending it. any money on it. I started it up and it's just one of those free-to-play games where it's an overwhelming menu of like battle pass, mm. mm -hmm. skins. Only so much time left in this limited event. And so it took a bit of deciphering to understand what was going on. I only played one game, uh, barely used the portal mechanic because it was, while it's very intuitive, nobody else was using it in like my unranked right. game oh, right. because I'm level zero. So I was playing against everyone else who was rubbish. Came top, big boy. Um, did like it. And that's with an injury. And yeah. that's with an injury. I fought through an injury very bravely. Mm. And uh, I, I think I've managed to convince my usual playing group to download it. So hopefully I'll, I'll play some more. But I just I just sampled it. And it was good. I did like it. Hidden Agenda. Oh, yeah. I went through oh, yeah. my sort of annual playthrough with my siblings who were up visiting for the weekend. So we okay. played a few party games. I'm only like four trophies off getting the platinum in that. Now, oh, nice. But it requires some really obscure, specific decisions to be made. Oh. And so I didn't do them. Oh. Uh, knowledge is power. Great game. Great game. Excellent. I wanted to... That's where the hot dog photo is from. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is the best that. character to pick. Undeniably. Like, there's no, if you get that one first, you're immediately like mm. 10 times Probably better than everyone else. basically one already. Second is the the fairy man. The very, what, the, the, the pink tall, haired Yeah, one. the pink yeah, haired. And then third is too. the emo Yes. Kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Those are like one. top three, I think. They are amazing. My dad always gets left with the blue bob, blob man, which isn't oh, a yeah. very entertaining one. And he, he's just, he's weirdly proud of that. Mm. Um, and... I wanted to tweet, I wanted to tag the developer in it because we play it so often. I was like, thank you for your, you know, thank you for your amazing game. Really yeah. appreciate all the hard work. Yeah. Turns out they shut down like three years oh, ago. Oh no. They're gone forever. What, Very the sad. people knowledge is power? The knowledge is power people are gone. And Playlink is gone as well. Playlink has been I don't, abandoned, yeah. I've spent so much, to, whenever I play multiplayer games, or really whenever I used to dreams. play multiplayer games, it would be, oh, well, friends are over, let's get Playlink out. Yeah. Well, I bust out the Playlink. Um, now I don't tend to anymore. But people I, unfamiliar, it's like Jackbox, you, you download a phone. companion app, and, yeah. and loads of people can play along. Um, love Playlink, it's a shame. Did a list about that. What, play, party games? Yeah. yeah. I need to be recorded. <laughs> no. Oh, Ashton. 
did it. It'll be good though. Look out for it soon. Uh, the Olympics game got the platinum. You want to know how I got how? the platinum? Because you know I only have one copy, and uh, yeah. you need to do some online trophies. I subscribed to PlayStation Now, which I never thought I would do. Wow. Because my previous experience with it has been terrible and mm -hmm. I had so few games that they would just sort of list them. It was like all the games under A, all the games under B. Yeah. And there would be like a handful of games in mm -hmm. each category, none of which were particularly exciting. Mm -hmm. And then they would have the different categories like first person shooters. And it would just be the same games again, yeah. just popping up over it. And it was a horrible UI. It's much better now. Obviously, you can download the PS4 games to your console. Still have to stream the PS3 ones, which is a huge bummer. Mm. But there were enough games on there to justify me subscribing for one month. Mm -hmm. So I subscribed for one month. I downloaded the Olympics game and I boosted myself to the Platinum Trophy. So I've done that. I am an Olympian. You're I the think. only person who's ever won a Platinum at the Olympics. Yeah. Well done. That's me. Congrats. I downloaded... Near Automata, which I intend to play. Oh, that's a good game. It's I got a lot of endings, though. Yes, that's part of the reason why I wanted to play it, because of, uh, pe people who like it, it don't stop talking about it. A to Z to endings. Like, there's one for every number of the alphabet. Well, see, now every number of the alphabet. <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> see, now I, do, now I don't want to play it. That's too many <laughs> endings. But if I have time, I have a month. I downloaded Gravity Rush 2, which I haven't played yet. Ashton, you're right. Do <laughs> you need another fudge or what's going on? Give me a minute. Peter's made me really upset. <laughs> okay, Peter, stop bullying. I will, I will. Uh, Gravity Rush 2, loved Gravity Rush 1, never played the sequel. That's on there. Downloaded it. Judgment, the spin off of Yakuza. Guys, come on. Stay with me. I'm listening, I'm listening, I'm sorry. Spin-off of Yakuza. Spin-off of Yakuza Judgment, where you're a detective. I really like it. It's set in that same area. Didn't they talk about it last, uh, in GamesCon? I didn't realize it was already out. There's a sequel. Oh, it's, the, sequel's the sequel's coming sequel. out soon. Right. And so I downloaded the first one. I like Yakuza, or Yakuza, mm -hmm. and uh, Judgment's pretty fun so far. Played about four hours. Uh, I am enjoying it. Little Hope. Oh, yeah. Dark Pictures Anthology. Played that through mm. with my siblings. Mm. And I played the Curator's Cut. When you finish it, turns out you unlock the Curator's Cut. You oh. know when other characters just bugger off for a bit? Yeah. And, and it's just two of you talking. This is where they're talking. Oh. And oh. you get to experience different sides of the story, which I've never had before. There was still some very wonky stuff in there, but it was in enjoyable. Did anything interesting happen differently to when we played it? Kept or? Angela alive. Oh, well, and that's not interesting. She it's ends up she ends up move. disappearing. Good. <laughs> she ends up disappearing, but then she just comes back, oh. and it's never explained or explored. And I don't know if maybe in the non curator's cut like version you do see it. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much she goes into a sewer, so it's kind thing, of a spa game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I went to an arcade. Oh. And I played House of the Dead Scarlet Dawn. Was that at the seaside? No, it wasn't actually. Oh. It was at the gate. At the oh. Yumi oh, yeah, Arcade. Yeah, yeah it's pretty good. We were talking good, about that yesterday. We were, yeah. And the quality of the voice acting in this game is so low and so hammy, intentionally, seemingly, mm. that I just want to, I want to manifest this. I want to put it out there that Sega, next time you're making a House of the Dead game and you need English voice actors, I would love to be in it and do our voice. I can do it well. I can do it not well, whatever the script demands. I just want to have the, I think I can emulate the same level of enthusiasm yeah. about a zombie apocalypse that the characters involved can. Mm. Like, no, don't eat me. Ah, it's incredible. I want, I want that. I, I want, want that. I want Peter I want wants that. that. We all want that. 
Okay, fine. Should we shoot I mean, our you shot? Can, you can get on board, Mike. No, well, what I meant was I want to see you in House of the Dead. Yeah. But, I, I mean, mean, I'd also... I'm welcoming you aboard the House sure. of the Dead train. We'll all do it. Hashtag get TJ in House of Dead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tweet Sega. At let Sega. them know. At Sega. At Sega. We want to be in the next this House of the Dead game, shot. please. Mm. Uh, the, the last one, this, I had to look up the name on Wikipedia, was apparently released in 2018. I feel like we're due a new House of the Dead game. Yeah. Whenever you're ready, reach out. We'll do it for free. We will do it for free. We would love We would love it. And also Different maybe tweaks. we'll do it in exchange for one of those really cool arcade units. We'll just plug it in upstairs in our office. That'd yeah. be really cool. Um, we'll do that. But please, Sega, hit us up. We want to be in the next House of the Dead game. Yes. And finally, Pokemon Crystal, playing that in bed. Exploring a bit time? of uh, Kanto. Well, How do you I have mean, time to play all these games? Well, we had friends and family up. That a is number true. of them were friends and family. Yeah. Um, but that's what I mean. You, I, when I have people over, I have no time to play We were anything. out for but that's what they did. seven hours on Saturday, and we still came back and played several PlayLink games afterwards. Well, no, yeah. I mean, PlayLink, uh, that's like one thing, but I didn't know if they were up for like a couple of days. Yeah, they and were. How did you... And presumably you went to the arcade with them. See, so went that's... to the arcade with them. They arrived oh, Friday. Yeah. We played Hidden Agenda. They were, they were there on Saturday, went to the arcade. We played oh, you went to uh, the, okay, yeah. Little Hope. Right, yeah. Then I played a little bit of Splitgate on Sunday, not much. Then I did the Olympics game on the bank holiday Monday right. for like an hour or two. Okay. Then I played pretty much just Judgment since then. Does that make sense? Do okay, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it all accounted for yeah, now, no, Ashton? I just was I live like, alone. I don't I have like, anything wow. else to do. I was like, wow, that's a lot of games. Maybe it's because I just I hyper-focus on one game. But then Maybe I it's because all time. you own at the moment is a bed and some towels. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Every letter of the alphabet. Yeah. I spend like four days a week not near any games, so maybe that's why. Hmm. It's just, it's it's my hobby. It's, you know. No, I'm not, I wasn't I, no, judging. No, it's fine. I'm not, judging. I'm not getting defensive or anything. It's, no, it's fine. Ashton, question two, please. Oh, everyone's bullying me. You're tearing this family apart. <laughs> this comes from the the Gaz... The gaz Gazor Patron. Gazor Patron. Gazor Patron. Thank you. The Gazor Patron. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Ashton. <laughs> I'm like self-soothing myself yeah. right now. Howdy. I've been doing some thinking late, lately about why I bounce off some games and fall into others, specifically with The Witcher 3, which took me three attempts to get past the first couple of hours. I ended up loving the game, but the first bit was so lore-heavy that it kind of was a kind of a hard pill to swallow. So, I was wondering what it takes for you cool humans to bounce off a game and how long do you give it before it's relegated to the back of the shelf? Thanks. Thanks, Ashton. Cool humans. Cool humans. That's all humans. Confirmed. Thank you, Gazor Patron, as well. Uh, I have talked in the past about how I tried Witcher 3 a few times mm -hmm. and struggled, partly because of the lore and just the scope of it, and I thought, oh, a bit much for me at the moment. Same with Horizon Zero Dawn. I can t I can see that Horizon's a good game, and I, I like Aloy as well yeah. as a character, but I just thought, oh, I don't know if I'm ready for like an open world at the moment. So that will sometimes make me bounce off a game um in in the truest sense in that i know i will come back to it because i i know that i can see that it's good mm. um and that i probably will enjoy it when i'm ready for it but yeah. uh that that is usually the thing and even things like um something like skyrim or fallout uh i would i've i've never finished skyrim or any of the fallout games i've never actually completed the main quests i did finish oblivion properly um, but again, it's just that sense of scope, really. Like I can be playing it even for, you know, days or weeks at a time. Um, and then I'll just get to the point where I'm like, 
okay, I've, I've just had enough of that now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that counts as much as uh, what Gazopatron's saying with, you know, it's perhaps more about your, your first sit down with the game and then you're like, no, not for me right now. But uh, I mean, and, and to answer the second part, how long do I give it before it's relegated to the back of the shelf? I think that just completely depends on what the game is, why I bounced off it in the first place. Yeah. You know, it's a completely a case-by-case thing. Um, sometimes, as I say, if it's a, just a big game, I might realize quite quickly, actually, I guess I'm not ready for a, an open-world RPG right now. And so maybe within one session or two, I'll, I'll stick it on the shelf. But uh, sometimes it can take me many, many plays before I go, mm, maybe this just isn't isn't right for me. Like um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, for example. Yeah. I just I I played a fair bit of that and I thought okay I've had my fun and that's that's it for me now um, and I actually knew that going in as well I said that on the podcast at the time that I bought the game I knew that I would play it experience some of the world mm-hmm. and then not finish it yeah because um, it's it's Assassin's Creed uh, Ashton I'm pretty similar in the sense of like it doesn't have to be immediately but i can i do this thing where i really really fixate on a certain game for like a, a period of time until i've either got to a certain point where i'm just done with it like peter or i finished the game um and sometimes i'll try and play other games during that time but i really want to play this one game so i'll be like oh, i'm not enjoying it so i'll just stop playing it and play the other game um it also that was a heavy-footed that person was like wasn't really- it Someone has to get to the toilet immediately. (laughs) It doesn't take me a lot to bounce off a game either. If it's like slightly bit boring, like there's a lot, like you're saying, lore, and it takes a long time for like to kind of get into the like main meat of the game, that can put me off. And also if it's like really hard, I can get really Mm. put off by games. So near Automata, um, I got to a boss fight and I just died like four or five times in a row, lost all of my stuff. And I was like, I can't physically can't get past this boss fight now because I've just lost all my stuff and I can't get my stuff back. So I just was like, well, I'm not playing it anymore. I'm mm. done with it. I'm finished yeah. now. And maybe I'll go back and play it eventually, but I don't think so. And Gravity Rush, mm. I started playing. And I just couldn't get my head around it. And like the physics, it is a bit of the a physics of it flip. was kind of like confusing my brain. So I just stopped playing it. But I, I kind of it doesn't take a lot for a game to put me off. But if I like a game, I will really like a game and play it quite a lot um and normally i give it one or two goes before i relegate it to the back of the shelf or or i've written here they end up in the metaphorical brain bin because i will not play them anymore and i will forget they exist physical brain yeah is it made of brains or yeah Yeah. yeah. you know you know filled with brains yeah 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 all of them it's where my brain cells go in the brain bin yeah yeah that's why i've only got like three left oh it's a little bit true. But Friend and colleague Ben Potter. What yes, about you? That's my hyphenated. That's my full <laughs> name now. Um, again, it comes back to that discussion we had a little while ago about, you know, when you get a game for free. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, or like on uh, PlayStation Plus or Game Pass or PlayStation Now or someone lends you something. If you have a financial stake in a game that yeah. you have paid for, yeah. certainly in my case, I'm far more invested in seeing it through mm-hmm. even if i even if it takes me a while to get into it or i ultimately don't really like it that much or out of pure spite in the case of death stranding um <laughs> but 
if if I got a game for free, you know, as free as part of a subscription service, mm-hmm. there is a high chance that I will bounce off it because I'm just there to give it a go. Essentially, yeah. I'm just sampling it, and I I feel far less. Uh, not guilt necessarily, but far less of an obligation uh, to to play through a game. So that is a huge factor for me. It's part of the reason why, uh, the big reason why I bounced off uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 when yeah. that mm-hmm. came out, because uh, Peter and I were in the very fortunate position of being able to get uh, codes for games through our employer at the time. And that game was just so dense. Mm. And again, much like you said regarding uh, Horizon, mm. Clearly, a phenomenal game. Absolutely, yeah. But at the time, I just, I just, I didn't want a game like that. And yes, I should go back to it. But who has the time at this point? Because it's, it is famously a very dense game. Yeah. And so, as I was slowly forced to walk around my camp, and it was like, go do some chores to help out, and there were no map markers to tell me how to do chores. I was yeah. like, I just, this is just too much right now. I can't do this. And so I bounced off it. So that, that is a. Perhaps more than anything, that is a factor. If I buy a game myself, I'm pretty much dead set on following it through yeah. uh, to the end. But if if I get it gratis through whatever means, um, there's a good chance that I will not I will not stick with it. Mm-hmm. So uh, apart from that, is it meant to be really good? As in the case right. of various games that I haven't forced myself to go through. But Hades, for example, is a game that I did enjoy, but if it didn't have the reputation it did, there's a good chance, A, I would never give it a go yeah. because I'm not a fan of the the genre necessarily, uh, or B, that I would have stuck with it if yeah. I'd have you know, died a few times in a row, which is obviously the entire point of roguelikes and mm-hmm. roguelites. Um, but that, yeah, there's a good chance I, I may not have, have stuck with it because of that. Mm-hmm. But because of its reputation and because of all the Game of the Year awards, I felt obliged to see it through to the, the, the end mm-hmm. to yeah. escape Hades, which yeah. is what I did. Uh, and I did ultimately enjoy it, which is... You know, it says something for sticking with games sometimes if you if you can. Mm. Um, but if if I play one session of a game with no urge to come back to it and it's been like a few days, then sometimes that's all it takes to like quietly put it to the back of your mind yeah. and not play it again. In the brain bin. In yeah. the brain bin. In the brain bin. Exactly. Like yeah, for I think example, if, it's if not I played calling your Sorry, name. Okay. Sorry, no, if it's not calling your name to like go back and play it again, mm. it kind of just stays on the shelf. Like there's loads of games and I'll go and I'm like, mm, I don't really want to play any of these games. Mm. Like they're not nothing speaking to me loudly yeah. enough that makes me want to actually put it in the and also is it is it on the shelf? Yeah, do I already, have to get up? To is it put not already it in? on the PlayStation? <laughs> yeah. Do I have to put uh, a disc in my ooh. console? Ugh. No thanks. <laughs> For example, Judgment, um, which I am enjoying. Yeah. If I played because I played a bit more last night, but I didn't have time to play any more the night before. Uh, if I had if I was stuck with my three hours of judgment played on Monday and I did enjoy it and I didn't get around to playing it again for an entire week, there's every chance that I might just not come back to mm-hmm. it because I hadn't invested enough time to feel like it's worth coming back to. Yeah. I can't remember the buttons. I've played other things since then. I can't remember exactly what's going on in the story. It's a game about a detective and it requires you to remember stuff. Right. Uh, I was just about to say that, that, you know, there are the games that you might start and if, if you have to leave it for a week or two because you're away or you're doing something else or whatever, um, Sometimes that will make me less likely to go back to a game than if I'd perhaps not even got around to starting it in the first place. Yeah. Because I'll feel like mm, I've got a save file on there so I can either 
restart and then I feel like I've wasted that time that I played it initially mm -hmm. or I could try and get back into it and like work out the controls remember all of the abilities I've unlocked so far um you know yeah. and and that in some ways I can just be caught between a rock and a hard place of do I delete my save and start again or uh, do I do I try and pick it up and work out what the hell's going on mm. and that decision that difficult decision can stop me from making either choice i guess yeah. yeah yeah and then every so often you just get a game that you get obsessed with yes like orcs must die three mm. yeah or whichever halo game it was that you were obsessed three. with three before that yeah. or project makeover and you just play that non-stop yeah or house of the dead scarlet dawn mm -hmm. featuring triple featuring jump. Triple triple jump. jump. <laughs> can't get it out of my head please tweet sega Hashtag get us in the game. Mm. That's it. Hashtag get us in the game. Sega will understand. In the game. Right, let's move on to something okay. a little peculiar, a little strange. It's weird news time. Oh. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. It's weird news. Time for some weird video game news. Of course, you can always submit your own weird video game news that you have found by tweeting us at or Team Facebook. Triple Jump or going on Facebook. Thank you, Ashton. There's a post that goes out uh, once a week. I think it's, is it a Tuesday? Yeah, I think I feel like so. it's Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, that, Same time uh, that Patreon questions go up, I think. Normally. Yes. The wonderful Fraser posts those images out saying, what weird news have you seen? Reply, leave a comment, and we could use your weird news. My Just like we did uh, the, the news that was 
DM'd to me by FreeCrazyT at Yab- Yabish on Twitter. <laughs> Y-A-B-I-C-H-H-H. Yabish. Yabish. Uh, and also submitted the same the same story was submitted on Facebook uh, from Chris Thompson, Jonathan Wong, and oh goodness me, Matthew Weselowski. Oh. Lots of letters in that that name. I think I did okay. Um, I've got a write up here from thegamer.com, uh, but there was Kotaku the and various gamer. others out there as well. Gamer demands GTA Six update. <gasps> After rushing the stage on a German game show. No. This is weird. Did he get it? Well, we'll see. I hope so. It says, Taser stormed the stage of this week's Schlag den Star to ask the most... funny. No. To ask the most important question in the world, where is GTA 6? I don't know if Taser is the name of some sort of... Yeah, it is. Or if he was tased. Yeah. Um, This is by Eric Zwitzer. Uh, on thegamer.com. A Grand Theft Auto superfan stormed the stage of a popular German game show to demand that the host ask when GTA 6 is coming out. Schlag den Star is a German TV game show that airs live on Saturday nights. Live on Saturday nights. Live. This week, an audience member who identifies himself as Taser ran up onto the stage while the host was chatting with a contestant, German reality star Evelyn Maria Burdecki. And tells him that he would like to know where the hell GTA 6 is. Where it? Quote, translated from German. I'm still waiting for GTA 6 for eight years, Taser says. The host, German comedian Elton, tells Taser that he has no idea when GTA 6 is coming out and it isn't up to him. Elton has experience as both a presented and a voice actor. Okay. Typo there okay. from the gamer. Uh, his voice can be heard in the German version of Halo 3. Apparently. Uh, it's gone full circle. Uh, which may explain why Taser thought he might have some inside information about you're the a voice actor. Yeah, <laughs> you were in Halo. You were in the German translation of Halo 3. When a rock star bringing out the next uh, GTA game. When? Elton when? and Burdecki are both taken aback by Taser's sudden appearance on the show, but the two remain calm and entertain, a ta- uh, oh, and entertain Taser until security shows up to escort him off the stage. Um... <laughs> The the uh, the guest um, Burdecki is her surname. Evelyn Maria Burdecki is a bit. She's a bit like scared at first. She's like, right. "What is happening?" And I think fair enough because this guy looks slightly scary. Right. But uh, he then just sort of rants at the audience for a bit. Um, uh, GTA Six is a computer game, isn't it? Burdecki asks. Exactly, Taser says before returning his focus to Elton and demanding that he address the camera. And yes, thank you, Burdecki. Yes. Anyway, Elton. Address the camera. You and look very nice today. You. <laughs> demanding that he address the camera and supposedly rock star games with the world's most important question, where is GTA 6? Last week, voice actor <laughs> Dave Jackson shared on Facebook. Off he, of PlayStation Yeah, Access. I think so. Okay. Probably not. Uh, shared on Facebook that he's playing a character named Captain McLean in an upcoming GTA game. He later clarified that he isn't sure if the game he's in is GTA 6 or an unreleased chapter of GTA 5, presumably GTA Online. Mm. Uh, Rumblings of GTA 6 have steadily increased over the last several months, including a leak that suggests it will have an evolving map when it releases sometime 2025. Uh, This is the final paragraph now. This might be bad news for Taser, who was eventually escorted off stage by security. Just before the show got back on track, host Elton wondered aloud, 
And they've spelled aloud A-L-L-O-W-E-D, the verb, but they mean right. out loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Host Elton wondered out loud if he'd perhaps been, if, if Taser had perhaps been paid by Take Two to rush the stage, perhaps as some kind of publicity stunt. Let's hope that's not the case, but keep an eye out for more GTA streakers in the coming months. GTA says, streakers. Uh, he says in German something like, oh, who was he sent by Take Two? Who makes GTA? And then it just they just carry on with the show. Rockstar's wow. GTA, who makes it? Who? Take, Take two. two. Take Two? Yeah. I mean, they do publish it. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Wow, that is weird. That is weird. Yeah. The Vinkler's out again. Oh, no. The Vinkler? The Vinkler's out for GTA. Yeah. Um, I have some weird news also. Yeah. Uh, it comes from Samuel Benson on Twitter. Oh, no, on Facebook, sorry. And Toby at Ketchup Duncan on Twitter. Um, and it's from Kotaku by Ethan Gak. 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 I always forget. Um, Somehow, Martin Martin Luther King in Fortnite is not a, and they've put a swear word in the title, an S post. Right, okay. S post. Master Chief and Rick Sanchez tore the civil rights struggle is the subheading. This broke about 12 hours after the previous podcast was recorded. Yeah, Yeah, we were talking about it last week in the office, but we figured we should probably talk about it. On podcast as well. Um, In a shocking and logic-defying twist, Epic Games put an interactive Martin Luther King Jr. Civil Rights Museum in Fortnite. It seems like a well-intentioned effort to spread awareness of Dr. King's legacy and racial injustice, and I also cannot think of a worse place for it to be rolled out than Epic's Metaverse Metaverse Battle Royale. Celebrate the life and work of Nobel Nobel Peace Prize winner Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. in a new interactive experience presented by Time Studios, the company announced today, aka last week. Developed by members of the the community in the Fortnite creative, March through time immerses players in the entirety of Dr. King's momental I Have a Dream speech and the history surrounding it. The March Through Time mode transports players back to 1963's Washington, D.C. during the Civil Rights Movement Civil Rights Movement's March on Washington. In addition, to re- in addition to a recording of King's historic speech, the interactive museum will also have landmarks and mini-games. Okay. These activities progress players through the experience and bring to life important themes of Dr. King's speech. We move forward when we work together, writes Epic. Oh, that's it, apparently. I mean... Oh, no, it's not that. Sorry, I just wouldn't let me scroll down. Um, Completing these civil rights challenges will also net players loot, specifically a DC-63 spray they can use to tag things in-game in between shooting one another. It's a whole lot. If it sounds sounds like I'm sighing a bunch, it's because the tribute, however noble on paper, seems completely out of place in a multiplayer moneymaker most famous for licensed crossovers that let you do everything from kill Superman to swing like Star Wars lightsabers. One on one on the on the one hand, sorry. It like bugged out for a second there. On the one hand, Fortnite's sheer reach in terms of its massive audience and popularity could make the mode very, very educational, ex- mm-hmm. effective educational tool. On the other hand, some people are already Everything reporting else. that players appear to be circulating out of the mode before even finishing it. Right, yeah. I mean, that doesn't surprise yeah. me in some ways. I think Rick Sanchez and the Xenomorph from Alien learned something today and they've... <laughs> and have been given a lot to reflect on, tweeted video game critic Chris Franklin alongside a screenshot of two characters watching a King's speech at the Lincoln Memorial. Um, I mean, this is a... So this is his tweet. 
Um, but this is one of the many, many problems of the platform as a, as a metaverse idea. You can't sell licensed skins for your social battle royale party one minute, then expect it to be a serious place to learn about history the next. Fortnite by nature is... Ev Fortnite by its nature can't be everything. I mean, this is a loading screen I thought... This is... Hold on. This is the loading screen I got when I quit out of March Through Times instance. Aim for the head is a hell of a thing to tag on a loading screen for a tribute to MLK. Oh my and gosh. granted, it's random and unrelated oh. to the event, but that's my whole point. Oh, it's just so bad. It's yeah. so bad. This, as as Peter said, this, this broke just after we recorded yeah. the podcast last yeah. week. And we could not, like most of the internet, could not believe mm. that they were doing it's this. It's like a hard drive article, isn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. it, does, it reads like satire. Yeah. It, do, it doesn't sound real. Apart from all of the horrible things that have obviously come out of Fortnite since the, this went in, you know, there was the... There's a there's a Catwoman skin that has a whipping emote that they yeah. can't turn they off. They haven't turned it off in the because thing. Because it's part of the Catwoman thing, so people can go into the mode and use that emote. Crack a whip. Um, yeah. yeah. Various emotes are locked. But yeah, they can dance just yeah, right so in there's front Rick, of it. There's, there's in front of the, the I Have a Dream speech and there's Rick Sanchez raising the Doing roof the with yeah. Superman, Superman yeah. while it plays in the background. Again, it ha it is such a huge platform with such a massive reach to lots mm. of young people mm. that it could be weaponized for good things yeah. yeah but this is just so not the place to do this well, because there's so many things that could and have gone horribly wrong with the messaging you yeah. saw a tweet didn't you that someone had said i can't wait for, or maybe this was you yeah, saying this i yeah. can't wait for kids to walk into history class on the first day of yeah. year eight and say oh martin luther king he's that guy off of Fortnite. he's the Fortnite guy and the That's teachers the will just guy. be like what? what what do you mean yeah i mean the major concern here was that that dr king was going to be a skin that yes. you could unlock for Fortnite, which it isn't, which is a good move. Good yes. move. But even though this this has, I would imagine, all the best intentions in the world, there was no way this was ever going to come it's off just so, well. It's and it just, hasn't. Yeah. It just it should hasn't. have been made interactive. They could have just done, you know when they did the the Apple lawsuit thing yes. of them marching into the cinema or whatever. It was like a 1984 thing. Yeah. They could have just made a really interesting um CG cutscene um mm. where maybe characters are watching the speech the banana or <laughs> the banana watching Dr. King something or... you know just like just maybe the slightly more serious looking ones just sitting and watching the speech and standing together in solidarity and you know yeah. just it's, just, kind of it's just such an unholy marriage it, I it just, is I can't conceive of any way this would have gone well but making it interactive is is worse I think than just putting yeah. out some kind no, of message um, it's just kind of blind to the the like the whole platform as a whole. Like Fortnite is not a place where you go like to do something that is wholesome and good. Fortnite is yeah. a place that you go that it's a trash place to go. Mm. But but I mean if you love it, you love it. But you don't put like a really poignant historical message in a game that is the biggest pile of trash <laughs> all smashed together. Yeah. In the world. You like should it's not be just, able to emote in that you shouldn't there shouldn't be mini games in it should not no. be raising no the roof. you should be able to raise the roof you should not have be able to have every single skin like i mean you fine if you have it on but just take it off I just i don't yeah i just don't see or like just rather than maybe a cutscene, you're just like you sit on something and it just yeah, takes and it just you through it. and then you can just like 
you know, or it's like a single player it. instance, and you're just in there on your own, and you yeah. can just go and watch the speech. Just a magnet to. for trolls. Yeah, it's just, it I, I applaud the effort and the thought, but that is never should. Kind of forgot yeah. to think about the other. Never should have happened. Yeah. <sighs> Man. So. Well, uh, here's some more weird news for you. Mm -hmm. This comes courtesy of Baz at Baz. Bull, Baz Bull on Twitter, okay. uh, and this is Kotaku. We know that one. We do. We do know and that it's one. It's from Zach Svison. We mm -hmm. also know that one. Yeah. He's a, he's the dep deputy editor or the deputy deputy editor of Weird of News. Weird TV. News. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah. mod designed to make Skyrim unplayable banned for some reason. Right. Okay. Couldn't imagine why. The Elder Scrolls V Skyrim is a popular game that millions of people are still playing a decade after it was first released. And thanks to mods and user-created content, some have dedicated years of their lives to playing this game. Bethesda's insistence on re-releasing this iconic RPG likely isn't helping anyone escape Skyrim's vice grip either. So one modder created a way out for those unable to stop playing. Turn off low power mode. The mod, No Skyrim, makes the Bethesda RPG unplayable once installed. <laughs> Made by that little commie, that's literally all the admittedly silly mod does. It doesn't add extra characters, new weapons, or copyright infringing content like lightsabers or Thomas the Tank Engine. You install it, and after that, you can no longer play Skyrim. It just crashes instead. Here's how the mod's creator describes the mod. Did you ever feel like the game which you spent your hard-earned money on should be removed and be unplayable? Well, so did I. <laughs> now, with no Skyrim, instead of being able to start a new game like most Skyrim players, you just can't. <laughs> uh, the mod was originally uploaded to popular modding site Nexus Mods, but it has mm -hmm. since been removed for unclear, but probably easy to guess, reasons. <laughs> I'd bet a mod that simply breaks Skyrim and makes it impossible to play isn't something the folks running the site want on their mod depository. Kotaku has reached out to Nexus Mods about the removal, and if no, Skyrim will ever return. <laughs> Currently, if you want to download this silly mod, you can find it over at loverslab.com, which oh. is a uh, more adult modding site. Uh. It seems the folks at, Love at Lovers Lab don't care if a Skyrim mod breaks the game and renders it unplayable. As spotted by PC Gamer, the mod currently has a change.org petition that folks can sign to support it being re-added to Nexus mods. Oh, gosh. As of this writing, it has nearly 350 signatures. I'll check in a second where we are now. Meanwhile, a subreddit dedicated to the mod and its return to the, to the Nexus site has also popped up. It has just over 260 members. The top post is a smiling image of Todd Howard, Bethesda's director and executive producer. Uh, other posts include people lamenting the mod's removal as it was the only thing keeping them from playing the decade-old open-world RPG. <laughs> what the hell? Uh, for now, it seems no Skyrim will not return to Nexus mods. It's a sad day for folks unable... He's used folks a lot in this article. Mm. Unable to un uninstall a video game or who have no self-control. And there we are. How little self-control do you have to have to rather than deleting the game to go on, download and install a mod that breaks the game for you. That's the you. thing, it's it's easier to just go on Steam, if you've got it on Steam, right click the game and say uninstall, mm -hmm. than to go into your browser, go to Nexus uh, mods, find the mod, download it. You then, it's been a while since I've used Nexus, but I think you have to then open Nexus mod manager, add it to your Skyrim, then launch Skyrim, and then it doesn't work. That's way more effort. But it's all, I know it's, it's all the, a joke. It's for the, it's for the jokes. Yeah. It's yeah. for the banter. 583 signatures now. We need 1,000 to get no Skyrim put back on the Nexus. Uh, one commenter says, this mod literally changed my, my, this mod literally changed my life. 
before installing it. Bless you. I was a virgin 24-year-old sitting in my mum's basement sorting out merge conflicts, but now I have become a 33-year-old Chad with a beautiful wife, 30, F, and three beautiful children. 13, huh? 30. 30. Okay. Sucks that? to see it taken down from the Nexus. I'm signing because I personally believe this is the only thing that can remind Todd Howard of his mortality, <laughs> says Portal Tay five days ago. When's there going to be a no Todd Howard mod? That's what yeah. I want to know. It just Todd, doesn't work. A Todd only mode. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. what I want. There Everyone is Todd Howard. That's my weird news. Brilliant. Time to move on to question three. It's from Duncan Wilson, who says, I really enjoyed the recent crossover with Assassin's Creed and Watch, Do uh, and Watch Dogs Legion. In a magical world where legal issues are not a problem, what games would you like to see a crossover mm. event with, regardless of differing publishers slash designers? That's a good question. Mm. Um, I slightly misread this and didn't see the the word event and I just came up with a crossover game. Well, game. maybe oh, yeah. I did the same I thing. I also think I did the same okay. thing. I would Sorry, like Duncan. to see, and this is purely a self-serving thing, but I... Halo must die. <laughs> yes, Halo exactly. and Spyro. I would never leave my computer. Um, I would have to install the no Halo must die the mod. perfect Peter Austin <laughs> game has been created. Um, I always quite liked um, how in Kingdom Hearts... There are all of these Disney characters, and if you're a Final Fantasy fan, Final Fantasy characters that you know and love, and they mm -hmm. all pop up, and they all have interlinking worlds and relationships and things, and you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense that, like, they would run a shop selling teacups because, it, you know, they're the Mad Hatter. That's not a real example, but something like that, you Sounded know? Sounded so yeah. real to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's all kind of organic and stuff. And so in a similar way, as I say, it's a purely self-serving idea, Um I would like to see just all of the colorful mascots from like the 90s to the noughties being in a huge shared universe game. Um, and maybe all of the villains have got together and they've got like a giant master plan. Because there's a scene at the start of Kingdom Hearts uh, where you see all of the D Disney villains sitting around this table talking mm. to each other. And that's hardly shown uh, for the rest of the game. But I thought it was a really cool scene just seeing like, Captain Hook and Maleficent and uh, I can't even remember who's in that game. I think but Peter like, Pan's a villain as well. Yeah, Peter he, Pan. He, he, nicks those, he nicks those kids, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Oh. He right. like pours dust on their faces. He and then, pours yeah. it and then he absconds with the children. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of cool just seeing like all these people from different films all sitting around this table being evil together. And you mm. think, oh, what are they going to come up with as a collective, you know? And that's what I want to see out of a... Uh, a kind of a 3D platformer game. I want Crash and Spyro and Ratchet and Clank and Jack and Daxter and Knack. No, I don't want Gex. <laughs> Sonic, Gex, Croc, uh, the Bubsy characters. Bubsy's welcome. He can come in. And they're all like friends together or maybe you just play as like a specially made character for the game and they just populate the world mm. or their allies or something. Okay. And then all the villains are getting together. You've got Nasty Nork, you've got Neo Cortex, You've got, you know, that that funny guy off Ratchet and Clank, that slimy man. Slimy man? Well, that alien dude. Dr. Nefarious? Dr. Nefarious. Yeah, Dr. Nefarious. <laughs> like, He's not actually slimy. How long were you playing Ratchet and Clank for? <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot his name. Dr. That Nefarious. Slimy, he's not that slimy man. He's not slimy. He's just sort of kind of gross looking. He's a bad villain. He's yeah. a bad villain. He's not good at being a villain. Yeah. But British, uh, British Dr. Nefarious is. What? From the new one. Oh, right, yeah. No, right. he's fantastic. Certainly British. He's very good. Uh, but put them all together and get them to do a big evil plan where they're going to take over the multiverse. I want to see that. I want to play that. Let me yeah. play it. What would yeah. you call it? 
Uh, Peter Austin presents Toontown. 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 Platformia. That's the name of the place. Wow. That's good. I like it. I do like that. Um, I also um, didn't read the question properly. Um. (laughs) I don't know if it's just you guys, but I always skim read like the first half of the question. I get the general gist of the question. I get the gist, Duncan, and then we read it live and it's, oh no, that's how I did my (laughs) A-levels. Look for the keywords. That's why I failed my A-levels, to be fair. Well, I suppose I kind of have. Um, So I literally couldn't think of a single, I was really struggling to answer this question. Um, But but uh, Ben was like, what games have like nice fashion? And I was like, oh. Yeah, sure. I would like a project makeover crossover yeah. um, with the fashions from Final Fantasy games because mm. they always look really okay. pretty and especially the remake project recently. Project Game Over. Project Game Over. There's a pun. There's a pun in there somewhere. Uh, what, is it a Final Fantasy pun or just a video game Final pun? Final Fantasy X project I don't, makeover pun. I don't know enough about Final Fantasy. There'll be like no. a character whose name is like, oh, I don't know, like... Wow. Project oh Project Mako. Mako, yeah. Ver. Mako. Mako Ver. Project Mako. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Is um, it Mako? Project, oh, I don't know how it's pronounced. I think Project it's Mako. Chocobova. Choc- oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean it's not, but I love it. It's yeah, Project Chocobova. Chocobova. Um yes. Project Chocobova. Um would be great. Also, I'd like the Plague Tale rats in Smash. <laughs> All of them. As, a, as a playable character just the just rats a, just a horde <laughs> the of rats sea of rats <laughs> yeah. do you have to play as the annoying boy yeah oh. Is it, but, but he's, you never actually see him because he's always just surrounded by just, <laughs> just this massive does it turn itself into like fists <laughs> and yeah. like, yeah, like yeah, smack yeah. and yeah. stuff he's like a the tidal wave you are joking but, but if you get around to playing that game <laughs> you will see how close Pretty you much, are to yeah. the truth yeah. right okay um, yeah, Plague Tale Rats in Smash, please. Amazing. I actually came up with a few examples. Uh, a last minute one was I would like a Grand Theft Auto 5. I'm not talking about online. Grand mm-hmm. Theft Auto, actual Grand Theft Auto crossover with Yakuza. Because Yakuza is great, but it's all set in one district, Kamurocho of, of Tokyo. I believe mm-hmm. it's Tokyo. Mm-hmm. And if you've played one of them, you know where everything is in the map. And you start to recognize it. And then you come right. back in the next game. It's like, been here before. Mm-hmm. There's that building. There's that. And that's very much a thing that I'm having in judgment. And what I'm enjoying so much is that you can go into first person when you're walking around. Mm. So you can like just sort of live in this city and like look up and see the bright lights and all the neon. It's very cool. And I like it a lot. But what if the level of detail they've been able to put into Camarocho, because it's a small area and a smaller map, what if they put that into a city the size of GTA, like the whole of Tokyo, Mm -hmm. for example. I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that every part of Tokyo is recreated, much like not every part of LA is recreated in GTA 5, for example. Or New York in Spider-Man. Yeah. Exactly. Just like the main points, but Mm -hmm. like a a much bigger map. What would that look like and how would that play? What if they added vehicles to Yakuza so you could get around instead of using taxis just to sort of teleport to the other side of the map if you can't be asked to walk or run? Um, So that's something I'd like to see. I'd also like a GTA Online X Pokemon crossover. So it's sort of... Sorry? Just OKV. Okay, it's just OKV. Okay, <laughs> yeah. It is. Uh, so that's happening. So I feel really silly for adding that one. Uh, <laughs> but sort of Detective Pikachu style where you don't necessarily have Pokemon, mm-hmm. 
mm. or maybe you have one, but it's not about being the very best. Or battling. Yeah, you just live in this city. You just inhabit this city that's like Pokemon a Pokemon city. Yeah, that's like cool. a metropolis where mm. Pokemon are crossing guards or lollipop ladies and stuff yeah. like that. Like, it would be amazing. I'd yeah. love that. Yeah. And then obviously someone crashes a jet into the side of your car. <laughs> yeah. And that's and all fun. And it's just like a, a Meowth just pulls out of the... Yeah, a Meowth yeah. holds you up Sorry. at gunpoint. <laughs> that's, that's what we want. Um, the last one I've got is a crossover between Fallout and Dark Souls, where it is linear in the same way that Dark Souls is linear in that you make your way to a boss, then you make your way to the next boss, but you can still go back to the previous areas and do stuff in them. But when you reach bonfires or the safe spaces in Dark Souls, the equivalent in this Fallout crossover would be that those are sort of settlements and camps. Right, right. Yeah. And genuinely, every time you make your way out of a camp or a settlement, it is a very dangerous situation where you could die and have to start all over again or lose stuff and go back to the start. Because as much as I love Fallout, I just want to live in a post-apocalyptic city, <laughs> just like Ashton. As much as I love that, I never feel unsafe in a Fallout game. Yeah. I never feel like I'm I'm ever at risk. And when you do die in those games, there's never really any consequences, yeah. really, depending realize. on how fast you, you know, how recently you save. Yeah. So to put that ever-present sense of mortal danger in from souls and have it feel like th there's a real there's a real chance that something horrible could go wrong every time you leave the safety of these settlements mm -hmm. and you know the boss fights are against super mutants or whatever like that would be really cool well, I, I was going to say it'd be kind of cool to see like really cool unique boss designs in a fallout game because mm. you know generally you're either just up against people and who all essentially look the same in that engine yeah. or you know you might be up against yeah some kind of creature but you've, you've already encountered super mutants or death claws or yeah. or yao guai whatever they were called um you know so yeah sometimes there's the odd special one or a bigger one but they're not like super unique and interesting but to you know if someone sat down and just designed a whole series of like a dozen really cool different mutanty things that would be really cool it would, it would. And Souls, uh, not Souls games, uh, Souls-like games have had guns in before, like the one that I played earlier this year that was on Plus that I can't even remember the name of. It left such an impact. Really good game then. Uh, yeah, it was fine. Um, so various, you know, inspired ones have, have used guns and it's it's kind of worked. So, mm. you know, there's. I think that would be a cool crossover that I would like to see. But Don't you, know. you have another one, Ben? Yeah, what... <laughs> Why have you set me up for Why are you screen like peeking, Ashton? I'm not. So what if they um what if they did a crossover between Portal and Call of Duty and they called it Splitgate? It's now time for the big discussion. This was something that I said to Ashton earlier in jest. Not well, the Splitgate joke. It. Yeah. Yeah. And I liked it and I said, I won't steal it from you, but I think you should say it on the podcast. And I said, will you laugh? And you said, yeah. I did laugh. Just a little laugh. I heard Peter exhale air more than you did. I just feel very betrayed right now. I just want you to know that. It's time for the big discussion. It's big discussion time. Time for the big discussion. This big discussion comes courtesy of Samuel Benson. And Samuel Benson says, good day, Ben Ashton Peter, BAP. Hello. 
With the discourse around the console wars being ever prevalent and somewhat irritating, do you think there is a way to solve it? Is there something the community or companies could do to lessen the toxicity of this discourse? Kind of a weird question, but it's been on my mind since getting on Twitter. Sorry to hear you're on Twitter now, Samuel. That's a curse, isn't it? Really, really rough. Uh, thank you, Samuel. There's you, your Samuel. big discussion for this week. Peter, what do you think? Well, I think that uh, you do occasionally see little sort of token gestures from companies. It's quite often, it's like in a tweet or something where they'll just say a nice thing to each other. Congratulations or, on the launch. Yeah. <laughs> so there's already a, a, a minor attempt being made to show like, we, we can get on. Why don't you guys all just get on with each other yeah. sort of thing. But... For the most part, I don't think there's anything that really can be done other than because it would it would take, you know, just outright addressing it. Uh, and even that I don't think would work. But like they would certainly anything less than that would absolutely not work. So at, at a minimum, you would have to get official statements being made from Microsoft and Sony and Nintendo saying, hey, guys. Uh, we find it really, uh, you know, disappointing or sad to see that uh, lots of people fall out about which content. And like, um, you know, can you stop being a dick to each other on the internet, please? Yeah, yeah and please. So number one, they're not going to do that because you don't want to even draw attention to it necessarily. Number two, if they did do that, no one would listen to them. Uh, and it, it, I just kind of feel like there's very little that can actually be done about it. Um, mm which might be a really depressing and pessimistic answer, answer, but I just think it comes, it mostly I think comes down to just the kind of person you are, yeah. like your own personality. It's not to do with messaging, really. It's not to do with anything like that. It's just if you've got uh, either a bit of a complex about it and you, 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 know, you feel like, oh, well, I think I've got the best console and I don't like the idea that someone thinks I've not, or if you're just a dick who like, wants to go out of their way to say you've made a bad decision and you suck then you're probably not going to be persuaded by anything you just need to have been brought up properly um that's (laughs) what i'm saying i'm blaming the parents yeah i suppose so (laughs) um so yeah might be a bit of a a scathing response but i think there's little that can be done uh not that i wish uh not that i don't wish there was um but uh yeah it's it kind of comes down to the, the individuals and they simply will not be told. Yeah. It's kind of a cultural thing, isn't it, really? Yeah. When you think yeah. that, like, it isn't necessarily one person started it and then it all just, like, echoed out of itself. It's like, this is a culture that's been for a long time. Mm. So it's difficult to, like, break it, whether, you know, PC Master Ace or you're an Xbox skis or a PlayStation. The Xbox and PlayStation are probably the two that are most yeah, obvious. Yeah. Um, and also, like, PC Master Ace that whole meme is kind of obviously started from somewhere. Um, zero punctuation. Zero punctuation, yeah. Um, but I think that, yeah, like Peter was saying, there's not a lot that like the average person can do about it because if someone was like, oh, well, I actually think that PlayStation's really bad and you should just get an Xbox. And then you reply saying, oh, well, that's fine, but I'm not going to, I don't want an Xbox. I've got a PlayStation. They're going to be like, wow, wanker. Um, you know, it's, it's <laughs> That's much, a great impression. That is much, what they sound like. Yeah, yeah, it is what they sound like. Um, and I just pretty much think that you know, there's nothing that just a regular person could do to fix it. It is, like you say, got to come from like the companies themselves. But even then, I don't think that would make any difference. Or we just get called like 
week or something and then they'd carry on with their argument. I just think the best way to do it is just to mute it, just ignore it. Because it's going to happen regardless of what we do. So just ignore it. I'm kind of, I'm feeling like as much as I agree with all of that, I do now kind of think that that's not the attitude I take with certain other things. Like, you know, if, if people are like disrespectful of others for you know, other reasons, like if, if there's like discrimination and stuff, you yeah. don't go, well, you're not going to change people. So best just leave it. But I guess it is a, you know, it's a kind of a case by case thing. Like, yeah, it's not, it's not hugely egregious that people are like, you suck because you like Xbox. It's just, you know, we would obviously rather it wasn't there. But, you know, there's so little that can be done about it that it's, Preferably just don't worry about it, yeah. which I wouldn't say about Anything sexism else. or racism. Yeah. You know, mm. that, that's a more serious matter. Yeah, it is just video games yeah. at the mm-hmm. end of the day. And you shouldn't, if it is distressing or annoying, you shouldn't have any time for it. Mm. And so just, as you said, mute it. Don't don't go on Twitter. Don't look at replies to public tweets. Um, don't look at the comments under videos. Because you'll never find anything good there, ever. You'll just find stuff that really irritates you. Mm. Um, it has really kicked up again recently, and it is mainly PlayStation and Xbox fans at each other's yeah. throats again. Thing is, though, it seemed relatively quiet for most of the PS4, yeah. Xbox One period. And yeah. I don't know if it's just because Xbox didn't have a great console generation and PlayStation did, and so there wasn't much to shout about. And now Xbox is making a lot of really big moves, and PlayStation are still dominating but they're not really making any substantial moves because they don't need to and so playstation fans are on the defensive and xbox fans feel like they have something to shout about and when i say xbox fans and playstation fans, i mean fanboys i mean trolls i'm not talking about all girls all girls yeah Yeah, all girls girls. trollettes if you will the bethesda buyout surely really shook things up yeah that was that was a big game changer and so i don't know if that's why there's there's a lot more discourse now discourse is a very generous term for it because it is just angry shouting based on very little but personal opinion it's kind of like you've Um, put a bunch of people on either side of a field and they're just screaming at each other but not actually doing anything about it there's an ice cream van on the side yeah and you say and the rest of us are just those people people bought all the 99 flakes Yeah. yeah And they both think the other people bought the 99 yeah. flakes. Mm. But really, it's us, we've eaten all the 99 flakes and yeah. we're just watching it all take place. The only place. way you can have your metaphorical 99 flake is if you just don't care. Is yeah. the ice cream man Doug Bowser? <laughs> yeah. He's just there watching. It's really difficult to say in this metaphor. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's who. The Mate. ice cream man's actually God. He's the ice cream man. Mm. God is the ice they, cream man of all of our man. hearts. Yeah. Uh, so but it kind of happens with like games as well. Like, the full guys among us thing they have they have literally game. do not compare themselves at all and i saw they tweeted Dead the other game. day that they'd um they tweeted being like they've changed the mountain which was at the final run to get the crown and they literally tweeted saying sees the mountain has changed replies dead game in the tweet yeah. replies because they it. just know like it's People just a do reply. just reply dead game it's yeah so it's so pathetic I also, all of it i think that even though like it's obviously bad to have this kind of quite toxic narrative on a lot of social media platforms mm. the only good thing about comparing playstation and xbox is that hopefully it will make them both work harder yeah. to be better and therefore we the consumer get a better console or get a better system to 
to that's play it. games on. That's only the we kind should of encourage the this kind of yeah. Music. If anything, exactly. it's a good thing. <laughs> However, much like our brief discussion into Activision and whether or not really us complaining on Twitter makes any difference whatsoever, if the, if yeah. the the general public is still just going to buy stuff because they don't know or don't care about what's going on at Activision, mm. um, there's a good chance that Sony and Microsoft don't really care about no. the infighting. In fact, they, of course they don't care. They don't care at all. Um, it must be nice, perhaps, to have strange people so dedicated yeah. to fight to the death for mm -hmm. them on their behalf. Uh, but equally, they won't make any attempts to improve anything or give us a better console unless they start to lose money yeah. because the other side is doing something right. Yeah. Uh, so the trolls really don't do anything but piss people off. And in terms of promoting in, you know, what companies can do to change things, as you said, Peter, not a great deal no. uh, beyond... You know, it's occasionally saying, hey, they exist and they released a game. Good for you guys. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. cross-play is a big thing mm. that Sony is just really kicking their heels on with a lot of things. They mm. don't really want to do it. But ultimately, the rise of fanboyism, there's not much you can do to combat that. Don't engage. 99% of these people who are tweeting nonsense, their profile has a line in it that says, if you're reading this, you're probably annoyed yeah. or something. It's like, yeah. Really? That's okay. your that's your whole deal. Mm. That's, that's your online that's, existence. Is that's it? incredibly that's, sad. Yeah. Uh, so just enjoy what you enjoy. Yeah. Uh, surround yourselves with content creators and uh, opinion providers who are not toxic and prone to fits of of fanboyism or whatever. Like you can have a preference. I prefer PlayStation. I've always played PlayStation. Like I've said before, I sort of support PlayStation in the same way someone would support a football team in that. I can criticize them as much as anybody will yeah. because I like the brand. But yeah. equally, it wouldn't stop me from going elsewhere to play other games if they were worth playing. Mm. Uh, so just avoid the negativity where you can, really. Just take yeah. precaution because it's not going anywhere. It's the internet, mm. unfortunately. Yeah. I don't think. That's it, really. Yeah. Anything else to add? No. No, I don't think so. No. Sounds like they're having fun out there. Yeah. Someone had the hiccups, I thought, but I think they were just laughing. Just laughing. Just laughing. I suppose we should go out and find out what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Why not reach out to us and uh, let us know what you thought, the various things that we discussed today. And you can find us in various places. We're on YouTube.com and Twitch.tv forward slash Team Triple Jump. It's where we put all of our videos and live streams out. Uh, when we're streaming on Twitch, of course, uh, no, well, I mean, yes and no. When we're streaming on both, we're modded by Lord Brotovich, Trailing Badger, and Mr. Black. But when we're streaming, uh, streaming on Twitch, uh, you can uh, get a Twitch sub as part of your Amazon Prime re rewards that you may already have. I'm just gonna keep. Uh, if you got Amazon Prime, Twitch, twi if you, yeah, okay, uh, Twitter.com and Facebook.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Um, mostly Twitter is for our video and live stream announcements, etc. Uh, and Facebook.com is for video content. We do some throwbacks and things. We do bits of discussion, occasional live streams as well over there. That's exciting. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump. Stuff's still happening over there. If you're not watching on YouTube... <laughs> I'll tell you in a second. You're just listening on audio. She's form. taken my running I would tell... Yeah. Mine's wrong. Oh. Mine hasn't got the website links on it. This one wasn't updated. I think I used the wrong one. So I needed the website link. Okay, right. But I didn't want to say that while Peter was talking. So I just thought... Thanks I'll for the professionalism. It. It's, we, we have actually broken... 
It, we we did it wrong there. That was on us. Patreon.com forward slash Team Triple Jump is where you can get to our Patreon. As we said at the top of the show, there will be new tiers and rewards on there in due course yep. uh, before the beginning of uh, October. Well, we'll tell you about them before then, but they'll, they'll go active in uh, next month, October. We have a website. And it's almost fixed, Yay! which is good. It, it exists. It does work now. Skeleton form. Yeah. yeah, we get tweets a lot, being like, "What's wrong with your website?" Oh, guys, your website's done. Yeah, we know. Uh, it's fixing now. Um, it's triple ju.mp or triple jet.mup if you like. Um, to get to our Discord, you can go triple jet.mup forward slash Discord. While we are mod, we are modded by Jack, Joe, and Hollowise. Um, to get to our podcast and all of its forms, you can go triple jet.mup forward slash podcast and um, for all of our live stream vods so if you miss any of our many live streams that we do per week you can go to triplejet.mup forward slash vods and to get to our shop where we've got new merch coming very very soon next week next week yeah i think question so. mark question yeah. mark next week maybe probably you can go to triplejumpshop.com and follow at triplejumpshop on twitter to get the latest info about the merch that is actually worth doing because it will be being announced yeah. next week this coming week yeah it's finally happening mm, we did so it so go follow them if you want to get and by the we out. i mean they did it it was happening before i arrived it's been a, an arduous process but i think we pretty much have the next merch drop after this one planned out by yeah, this point mm-hmm. because it's because we've been waiting on various things yeah anyway Hey, you should follow at that Peter Austin and at Scrambled Ashton on both Instagram and Twitter and myself just on Twitter at Confused underscore do. We do lists every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday streams every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday. Thursday being the joint streams on YouTube. Blaze it. The other weekday streams being on Twitch. Worst games ever is fortnightly Friday for patrons of a certain tier Sunday for everyone else. We do the podcast every Saturday. We do shows once every other week or thereabouts. Why not leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice? It helps something to do with algorithms. Uh, Triplejump.gg to get your currency. Go get it. Go get your subscriptions. It is a Worst Games Ever week. It's a good one. Mm, James is working on it right now. The website is kind of up and ready to go. Yeah. So go and check that out. We yeah. shot two episodes of Main Menu. We hit a very nice 169,000 subscribers on YouTube. Nice. Thank you very much to all of you who have subscribed. And also, something I realized, uh, because it was Barbara Piss's third birthday this week, big mm. big birthday back. Happy birthday back. Yeah. Um, it occurred to me that upon signing up for Twitter, which she has now done, that I don't think we've ever, ever promoted our bot friends on Triple Jump, mm. despite them being part of our of the Triple Jump family. Did we family. not in the early days? I don't know that we did, Jump? you know. I think you did. Did we? I think I remember you doing so. But we should give them a we little. We haven't done, I've added them while. to the description of videos going forwards right. now, so they are in there. But if you want to follow uh, Billy Ray Walrus on Twitter, it's at Billy Ray Botrus, B-O-T-R-U-S, and mm-hmm. he does daily tweets about you know what he's thinking about and what better something or other he could he have been. Could have been. Uh, at this is rules boss. If you have any rules questions, you can tweet rules boss, and rules boss will reply. He'll reply to you. Uh, rules boss has all the answers, so go In tweet rules one boss. One to six working days. <laughs> yes, it sometimes takes a while, but he will get back you to know, you. It's Promise. A delay. Where he is. And the newest member of the family at Piss, P-I-S underscore Barbara, who is also tweeting she's her daily thoughts. She's finally old enough to get a Twitter account. Yeah, well, she's not. That's the thing. I've fallen foul of this before <laughs> where I set the birth date of, I think, the Vidiot's Twitter to the date that we were founded. Yeah. And it's like, you're too young to have a Twitter. Six months Suspended. old. Suspended. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, oh, okay. That was a mistake. Yeah. But there we are. 
and what that's did you everything. Set Barbara's for this week. birthday as? Do you remember? Probably the correct date, but just a year where she's old enough right. to have an account. I'm yeah. not sure which mm. one, but uh, mm. there we are. Peter, can you hit us with that Alleluia one more time, please? Uh, oh, look out. The clock strikes 12. Here come the garlic BMX boys. <laughs> it's midnight sun. Good. Haunting image. Okay. Just emerging from the gloom. Oh, so Flipping. many reflective eyes. <laughs> Here they come. They're hungry for chips. Mm. You better hope Did you he... don't have garlic. You can smell it. Right, we're going to go now. Enjoy the rest of your weekends. Thank you for watching slash this little day. I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.